Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode. I am so thankful that you're here and I'm grateful to you for listening to my podcast. I love, love, love recording it for you. I can't believe we've done over 300 of these together now. (laughs) What a relationship, right? So um, I got something really exciting to share with you and you may have already seen it. Um, The podcast cover has changed because, uh, drum roll, there's been a rebrand. And let me just give you a bit of the background to the rebrand. So you know how I talk with you about um, businesses evolving, right? So my business has been evolving too. And uh, one of the things is that in my business, I you know, my brand has traditionally been the crescent moon, just a very simple crescent moon, right? Nothing fancy, no flowers and diamonds and sparklies hanging off it, just a basic crescent moon. Um, And my dominant brand color has been sort of this corally, peachy type color. Um, Now, I've had this branding for a few years um, and I've totally loved it. But um, one of the things that I do is uh, I give away, as you know, (laughs) a lot of stuff and um, I give it away in my branding and um, as templates and stuff like that. And uh, there's just been like (laughs) I've subscribed to some people's lists because I've really wanted to grab their download and then I've actually received back my template (laughs) and it's been in my colors. So it's not a problem. I know people are just using the templates and just forgetting or whatever, not putting their own colors on it. That's totally fine. But I just wanted to like start fresh. (laughs) Um, And so it's been a rebrand. And I just feel like um, the brand is growing up because on the 1st of September this year, it's actually been two years since I've had a Medicare free practice and since I've released the title of uh, psychologist. So it's been two years of six figure income um, without Medicare. And you know what? I'm not with um, ACA or PACFA and my clients don't get health rebates as a result of that, most of them, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I want you to see, I'm leading by example here. You can create a brand new practice and get it to six figures within your first 12 months. None of the um, uh, referral pathways that I was using in psychology um, are being used in my counseling practice, that it was a total, that they're totally two separate businesses. There's no crossover. I'm not getting doctors refer to me. As I said, no one's getting rebates, nothing. Um, And I want to share with you like just how exciting it is to be able to say to you it's possible, show you that it's possible and give you so much help along the way so that you can do it too. Because 
I see your potential and I think so many times counsellors sometimes get in their heads about, oh, you need to have rebates in order to build a successful practice, um, a financial successful practice I'm talking about at the moment, um, whatever that looks like to you, whether you want to generate, you know, $1,000 a week or 1000 a month or do you know what I mean? Um, you absolutely can do it. There are no limits other than the ones that you put on yourself. And what's going to drive you is your beliefs. Okay. So if you're trying to create a practice and people are telling you, well, you'll never get it to this financial level where you want it to be because um, you're not on Medicare, I'm here to show you, hey, you absolutely can <laughs> uh, without Medicare and even without health rebates. Um, so yeah, I'm so excited and I just wanted to mark this um, recent expansion and recent growth with a rebrand. Now, the other thing, uh, in case you missed it, was um, personally, I had a huge shift and I can remember the day exactly. It was Sunday night, the 7th of August. So what's that? About five weeks ago now. And um, for those of you who missed it, just super quickly, um, I've I've been a, a long-term, I've struggled with anxiety for a long time, right? It all got worse a few years ago and it's been acute for the last few years despite, um, you know, getting Reiki and having counselling and, you know, da-da-da-da-da, doing all of the things. It's still been there. It's still been acute and it's still been impacting on how I show up at work, how I show up at home, how like how I see myself, all of that sort of stuff. Um, that was until the the night of the seventh of August, and it was so bizarre because I can remember it like it was just five minutes ago. I was in bed. I was so tired. It was that um, time of night before you go to sleep, you know, you've done your meditation or whatever and, and you, you've you read your book or whatever and you go and you turn off your uh, little lamp there and you're closing your eyes and you're getting ready for sleep. It's just that twilighty stage. You're not quite asleep but you're not awake either. Um, that's when it happened. I got this, I, I don't know, it was just like this thought in my head said, hey, you need to start journaling about this and I didn't have a journal or a pen and I was completely inconvenienced by it but it was a compulsion. Like I felt compelled. I had to, there's no way I could have laid there and not picked up my phone and started journaling. So I picked up my phone, I opened up the notes section and I just started writing. And it was so strange because um, I was typing out all of these questions to myself and then I was typing responses to them. The whole process happened so quickly. It took maybe minutes. And by the end of it, there had been this huge shift, this huge aha moment, this huge, yeah, change. And um, anyway, I was so surprised. And I remembered after it was over, it felt like a whirlwind, right, in the moment. It probably took, I don't know, maybe five minutes. Um, and I had this massive realization, et cetera, et cetera. And then I have not been the same since. Um, and I, I was talking to you know, a friend about it recently. I've spoken to you about it recently. I've spoken to my groups about it recently. It just feels like there's an absence of anxiety now. And I'm 
finally figuring out who I am. And I didn't realize that I had actually been like beyond the acute anxiety that I've been dealing with over the last two or three years. Um, I've also been um, having anxiety in my life and impacting me since I was really, 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 really young, since I was a little girl. And I just had no awareness of that. And so now all of that's shifted. It's like, I'm getting to see what life is like without anxiety. It's like the absence of the anxiety. So yeah, I'm not like suddenly more happy or energetic. It's It wasn't like that. It was just like, hmm, okay, this is who I am. Oh, hang on. Who am I now? Because yeah, I don't feel afraid anymore. I don't feel scared anymore. I'm not worrying anymore. I'm not in my head all the time anymore. Um, and it was so interesting because around that time, um, as you may remember, um, that there was the Lionsgate. And I didn't know anything about Lionsgate. Um, but I honestly believe that for some reason, I was just in the right place at the right time energetically to receive whatever was being, um, you know, transmitted isn't the right word, but um, I was in the, yeah. So Lion's Gate is when, you know, we've got the Leo Zodiac, you know, in the sky and um, it's a period that happens every single year for about 10 days where, our planet lines up with the brightest night in the the brightest star in the night sky, which is Sirius. And Sirius is kind of a bluey color. If you want to go out there and look at it, you can look at it. Uh, you know, most nights you'll be able to see it. Um, but it's we can anyway. Everything's all aligned, and it's called the Lion's Gate portal. This corridor of energy, if you like, um, that touches all of us for this short period of time, this like approximate 10 days. It's different every year, but it's roughly about 10 days. And I think that must be, that's all I can think of. I, I really feel like I must have been an energetic match to receive. So yeah, apparently like you're meant to get, um, uh, it's a corridor or it's a portal of um, frequencies and vibrations and light codes and all of this sort of stuff that um, are healing, that uh, um, teach you things, all of that sort of stuff. So I think I was just, it was just serendipity, right? It wasn't anything I planned on experiencing. It just happened, but it's changed my practice. It's changed my approach to business. It's changed so much um, for the better. And so um, once all that happened, I'm still talking about my rebrand, don't worry. Once all that happened, I started researching more and more and more about energy and frequencies and stuff like that. And I got really interested in light codes um, and I started to understand them better. So I started to understand that um, a light code, you know, uh, that energetically, you know, there's frequencies and vibrations and things like that, but there's... Um, uh, information carried on all of those kind of like I said last time you know there's information coded into them like when you listen to the radio you have to tune it to your station and then there's coded information that comes through to you on those frequencies of the wi-fi on the waves of the wi-fi and you receive it right that's how everything works in the universe. Um, and so I thought, yeah, I, I really resonate with this at the moment. Um, and so 
I wanted to change my logo and I had the idea after doing all this research on light codes that I wanted a light code activation for my logo. So I got it and it arrived just a few days ago and um, it was so beautiful because um, I set the intention to call in a logo that was going to um, activate because, you know, energy is moving all the time. So I wanted it to activate things for you and me that were in both of our highest good. And I set the intention that this logo would um, support you and I in better being able to balance our masculine and feminine energies, um, that w- it would support us in being comfortable with our success. It would support us in releasing imposter syndrome. It would support us in achieving our dreams, um, all those sorts of beautiful, beautiful things. So I want to read to you um, what came through with my light code uh, logo so that you can hear it because it is just so beautiful. Now, I was going to paraphrase it, but I'm not. I'm just going to read you um, exactly what I received, okay, from the lady who put my light code activation uh, together for me. So this is what she said. She said, This light code anchors your divine state of presence, your highest essence of soul, and provides the connection to anchor this as fully desired here into our dimensional world. It anchors the space for your expansion and connection to your soul's most abundant path, bringing a sense of grounded stability for your dreams and desires to formulate in your life and business. It anchors a circle of loving support and guidance from your highest overall soul, Oversoul, angelic and celestial guides from whom continuously show you the way towards greater embodying your services of love, light and healing. It's a synergy of all your soul gifts, past, present and future, allowing you to cultivate and to tap into certain talents at any moment to further assist and be of service to others. Uh, This light code will assist you in your spiritual business as a private practice coach and counsellor to guide, aid and help those who are in need to find answers or a sense of wholeness once more. It supports your gifts of intuition and divine wisdom, acting as a channel of divine consciousness to empower and uplift others who are yet to find this connection for themselves. It will support you in the path of being a leader and guide for others who are inspired by your journey and bring freedom to pave a new way of supporting humanity as a whole. This light code anchors the integration and union of our masculine and feminine energies so that we may dance in the balance of both polarities and utilize them to our strength. When we are in union with both our feminine and masculine, our energies harmonize and we may act at our most powerful potential and frequency. It anchors the frequencies of the Divine Mother to embody unconditional love, compassion and presence for all soul siblings, anchoring the Divine Father to utilize our action, power, abundance and manifestation potential. There is an aura of calm and centeredness that flows out to whom, to all whom enter the light code's presence. Your service has no limitations, your love no limits, your light no boundaries. This light code will continually assist to release all that no longer serves you, creating and holding a safe container of space for your past, present and future selves so that you may live in your most lightest and divine state of being. 
your light family has been anchored and are present to continually support you on your path, especially preventing any depletion you may encounter through the exchange of energies with others. Your vessel of light is constantly filling and full. You are continuously guided and already know the path's course as it unfolds. Faith and trust in your guidance brings greater strength in your journey in this lifetime. Now, that is just to me, that is just so beautiful. And that's what when you see this light code, which is now my logo for my business, this is what becomes accessible to you. It's going to activate, you know, um, just like sound has an energy, pictures have an energy. And this is the energy, this this logo creates a frequency for you. So when you look at um, my new logo, you're going to be able to see the masculine and the feminine. You're going to see the polarity, but you'll also see the balance. You'll see gentle power, soft power. You'll see that in the logo. You'll see, um, you know, the balance of light with shadow, you will see space and you will see, um, you know, occupation of that space. You will see growth. You will see, like to me, it looks like there's a flower at the top. And to me, that represents, you know, bursting through things, um, a connection with above. And there's a flower on the bottom, which to me um, represents, you know, that father energy of um, anchoring below. Um, sorry, mother below, father in the sky, I meant to say. So father um, flower is connecting up and uh, the mother is connecting down with the ground through Mother Gaia. And I see nature in this and I see stars in this. And this logo just fills me with so much love and abundance and protection. And it is a gift to you as well. It's a gift to everybody that sees it, that comes into contact with it. It's just mine. Every um, light code is unique. Um, it's like a, a fingerprint, like a thumbprint. And um, I set the intention of creating this so that it would bring beautiful things into your private practice, um, but not only into the physical manifestation of your private practice, but also into the things that sit behind it, like the person you are, the beliefs you have, the love you have, um, all of that sort of stuff. So I am smiling ear to ear as I share this with you. I think it's just so beautiful. Um, and thank you for letting me share that with you. So today, um, you know, I love to talk about emerging trends and um, it, when I say emerging trends, I mean things I'm seeing when I'm working with my clients. So I have clients in my groups. I have clients um, that I see one-to-one, -one, um, you know, coaching clients, supervision clients, mentoring clients, all of that. So um, there has been over the last couple of weeks an emerging trend and um, it's this idea of archetypes and one in particular. So if you know me, I love depth psychology and soul psychology. Um, you know, they're very, well, they're created by Jung, right? I was going to say they're very Jungian. Um, they're created by Jung. Uh, so let me just begin by diving into the mother archetype. Um, so remember that an archetype is a symbol. Now it can be a, a physical symbol, but it can also be um, 
a fantastical symbol, like a symbol of um, association. It can be a symbol that um, has a word attached to it, all those sorts of things. It doesn't necessarily mean um, it's it has to be a picture. But um, the thing about archetypes is that they're commonly recognized across cultures and around the world to have the same or very, very similar meanings, okay? Um, and it was Jung that identified uh, this concept of archetypes. So the mother archetype, you know, let me just, you know, ask you what comes to mind when you think of the mother archetype. So the mother archetype to me is something that's, um, you know, it's got light and shadow. And the light part, I would look at as being sacred or divine. I believe that the mother archetype is all about that um, feminine energy of nurturing, um, cultivating relationships, beauty, radiance, um, you know, passion, all those sorts of beautiful things. I think that the mother archetype represents that part of us that's a natural caretaker. And this, I feel, is possibly the most dominant archetype in our profession, um, if not all healing professions, whether you identify as male or female or, um, you know, however you choose to identify, uh, has no bearing on type of archetype that you identify with right so even um yeah what did I want to say so even yeah whether you show up and you think that you're in one kind of energy or you're in a different kind of energy um you're always governed by how you're turning up in terms of an archetype at your practice. So one of the other things that comes through with this mother archetype is a desire to, you know, um, provide for people, which is very similar to the masculine energy in a way, isn't it? But it's providing differently. So it's providing love, sustenance. Um, and when we're talking about sustenance and nourishment, um, it's not only speaking to the physical, um, but also speaking to nourishment and sustenance of spirit, of emotion, right? of mental um, energies and it's such a beautiful space for us to be in and I can absolutely see it uh, in our work as counsellors wanting to provide that very nurturing space for our clients when we're in session with them um, feeling protective you know like how a mother is quite protective um, and feeling feeling very, 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 very um, helpful and an instinct, a desire to be helpful, to help, to care for people um, and very able to see things beyond logic. This is one of the um, special gifts of the mother archetype. It's been able to move beyond the linear. It's been able to move beyond a treatment manual, a step-by-step -step approach, um, a, a model that, that requires that in your practice, a therapeutic modality that requires that sort of structure. And it allows you to experience wisdom, you know, um, calling upon your intuition you know 
even when you're maybe you've been using a, an approach to therapy that's been very step by step by step and you're not getting the outcome that you want but you feel a niggle or you have a, an idea pops into your head that maybe you know you want to take this direction or that direction in the session with the client and you do it and you get the outcome it's having that the mother archetype has a very strong connection to um, wisdom and we would also call this practice wisdom okay so this is what it looks like when it's sacred and divine and in private practice um, that type of energy is really about empowering others yeah it's not telling your client what you think they should do rather it's supporting your client to come up with answers for themselves if part of your business is providing supervision it's not telling your supervisees what to do but rather it's empowering them through open-ended questions through curiosity um, to find their own answers Um, and it's by doing that that you support them in building their own confidence and tapping into their own wisdom okay um, you also see it in private practice this concept of nurturing not only do we nurture our clients like I can share with you uh, when I had my brick and mortar uh practice before COVID um, you know I had all sorts of things there were candles there was tea there were tea selections (laughs) Um, there were essential oils there were blends there was incense there were um, you know blankets that people could put over their knees for comfort Um, everything I did um, even looking after the team um, making sure that there was um, fresh flowers making sure that there was um, you know, fresh supplies in their desks, making sure there was always um, tea, coffee, nibblies, you know, stuff like that. It's just going the extra mile um, to really create that container of nurturing. Um, And some of you might be able to relate to that because I know you do it too. Um, It may even look like when you have a team meeting, you lay out a spread, you you get a really beautiful table and you get it um, catered or you bring in special sandwiches or you make and bake and things like that. Um, You want to foster this sense of um, nurturing so that they all feel so loved and warm and welcome and they love being in that space that's a very mothering beautiful beautiful energy okay the shadow side okay because we're going to do light and shadow so the shadow side um, can be when the mother archetype hides hiding because of fear of rejection fear of not being loved fear of not being liked um, fear of conflict fear of disagreement um, you know some kind of symptoms of imposter syndrome perhaps um, other things that can happen with the shadow archetype of the mother is giving away too much um so maybe you're overdoing it in the practice with um making sure everyone's attended to and it's just it's too much you know there's a difference between adding value and going the extra mile to overdoing it right maybe it's overgiving in terms of not really sticking to your boundaries because 
you know, you say to yourself, well, there wasn't any time to wrap it up. It would be unfair to wrap it up. Um, It's mean to wrap it up. Well, I don't have anything after this session anyway. So um, it wouldn't be the right thing to do to just wrap it up. You know, it's over giving your time. It's over over giving in terms of your availability, you know. Um, there are some counsellors in private practice that, you know, respond to quite lengthy emails and get into email correspondence in between sessions with clients and it bites into their personal time. They take it home and they worry about, you know, this email correspondence going back and forth or they get caught on the phone to relatives or partners or loved ones or employers of clients that they're seeing and they want to get off the phone. This can happen when, um, you know, clients are working with guardians, for example, you know, instead of the actual client. And so there's overgiving there. There's overgiving for um, counsellors in private practice that do inquiry calls, uh, but they don't know how to do them because they've never learned. Um, and maybe they don't really want to learn. They think that they know what they're doing, but actually they're giving away, they're giving away free counselling sessions. It's overgiving and then people aren't booking in with them. Um, so I'm not sure if this is making sense for you yet, but hopefully it is. Another aspect of the shadow is that um, we're not looking after our own needs, we're neglecting our needs. And what this can look like for us in private practice is, you know what, working through your lunch instead of giving yourself that full hour and closing the laptop and getting out of your brick and mortar building and going for a walk or... Um, you know, logging off Halaxy or Power Diary or, you know, simple practice or whatever you're using and um, going on to YouTube and watching something else instead or listening to some music or doing a meditation, um, neglecting yourself by getting into the business really early and staying really late, neglecting yourself by not being present with loved ones, you know, because you're allowing business and therapy and client stories to be playing on your mind. Um, you kind of lose yourself in private practice. And this can happen when you work in isolation as well. Um, and it can feel sometimes like, I don't know if you've ever considered this, but who are you without your private practice? Like if somebody just came along today and said, right, that's it. When we're not having private practices anymore, they're outlawed. No one on the planet can have a private practice anymore. Like what's your identity then? Um, so this is part of the shadow mother archetype. It's having like so much of your identity wrapped up in the business and wrapped up in who you are. Um, and the other shadow side of this is, you know, mother archetype is really about that beautiful, empowering parenting um, approach, right? The ideal parenting approach. But a shadow parenting approach is, you know, the reverse of that. And now we've got helicopter parenting, so to speak. So that can be micromanaging your admin team, micromanaging the contractors that work for you, micromanaging your staff, um, constantly hitting their inbox with emails about new changes, new policies, new this, new that, um, demands, um, you know, update, up, up, ugh, increasing KPI requirements. Um, do you know what I mean? It's just like 
yeah, not letting them have the space to make mistakes, not letting them have the space to flourish, not letting them have the space to fall over and scrape their knee. <laughs> You're like busy putting down all soft padding everywhere so that nothing ever happens to them. But what happens as a result of that is they don't learn resilience and they miss out on, um, you know, strengthening their own practice foundations. So, this and the other thing too while I think about it is the the other thing about a helicopter parent when we're thinking about the mother archetype is that it can create a sense of dependence because you're not giving your team whether it's psychologists or social workers that work for you or your counselors or whoever it is you're not giving them chances to shine their own light you're not giving them chances to create their own identity you're not giving them chances to to be seen to explore to expand for themselves um, and to develop their own practice independence to develop their own practice styles because you're suffocating them right and what's happening is now we've gone the other way and we've created dependency where you're, you will know if this has happened because you'll get people coming to you asking you all the time, should I do this now? Should I do that now? What's my next step here? What do I do next? How do I handle this? They're going to be coming to you all the time asking for questions and there's going to be part of you that loves that. But there's also going to be a different side of you that says, oh my gosh, I can't get anything done because everyone's bothering me all the time. How come they don't know what they're doing? Da, 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 da. You see what I mean? And then you fall into that shadow um, mother archetype energy of being a martyr. Um, And that's probably not the space that you want to be growing and developing your private practice from. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. So I don't know if you've been able to relate to, um, you know, the the sacred or the divine mother archetype. Hopefully you've been able to identify with some aspects of that. But I want to invite you to see, you know, are you um, embodying any of those shadow side um, aspects of the mother archetype? Anyway, if you are interested, there are some ways that you can um, embody the sacred and divine, like the really healthy, um, light version of the mother archetype. And I'm going to share those with you now. So if you want to get your pen and um, your podcast journal, hit pause, go and do that and then come back. Um, I'm just going to keep talking on here. (laughs) So how to embody it is to, um, first of all, don't be afraid um, to to really follow what is true for you. Don't be afraid to receive intuitive nudges and receive divine inspiration and follow it. All right, that's the first thing. Are you following your intuition? The second thing is don't be afraid to attend to your own needs first, okay? All mums need to look after themselves first, I think you'll agree, so that they can continue to show up and help their their children, right, in the traditional sense I'm talking here. Um, you want to be able to attune to independence, okay? So what I'm asking you to do here is be reflective and think, you know, if you do have a client, 
Are you attuning your client to independence of therapy or are you tuning them to dependence of therapy? And explore for yourself what a dependent relationship might look like in counseling with you and what an independent client relationship might look like you know are you empowering your clients to think for themselves and uh, do things for themselves or not and what would you like to do about that what were your, what would your next action be based on that reflection um it's okay for you to spend time doing things with nature. Now, I know this sounds like what's this got to do with private practice, but you'll see um, over the last couple of years, there's been such an increase in people wanting to spend time in nature, therapists wanting to spend time in nature. One of the big areas of growth, uh, one of the big niches, popular niches, a trending niche is, you know, being out in nature. Um, We've seen so many practices emerge into the walk and talk space and I think that's indicative of this beautiful mother archetype that's wanting to, yeah, connect with nature, be aware of rhythms, be aware of cycles, be aware of seasons, be aware of um, the elements and, you know, tap into those and tap into the energy of those to support clients and even that feminine energy of moving you know, movement uh, that you get with walking. Um, For example, just giving you an example there. Um, And lastly, uh, it's so important that you allow yourself space as a practitioner to heal your own um, wounds, to heal your own wounds, okay? Um, Because you want to be able to end a cycle for yourself, Yep. Your wounds, whether you're aware of it or not, can absolutely influence how you show up as a supervisor, a mentor, a coach if you're coaching, a health practitioner, Reiki master, all of that sort of stuff's influenced by not only what you've healed, but also what's left to, to be healed. And so this podcast episode is an invitation for you to sit with the idea, to sit with the concept of the mother archetype, to sit with the concept of the light and the shadow, to unpack for yourself in your own time, in your own space, in your own way, what's showing up what you would like to see more of, what you're willing to release and let go of so that you can create a private practice experience for yourself, for your team and for your clients that resonates with your values, that resonates with what's true and meaningful and valuable to you. Okay, so what an episode, right? Oh my gosh, I love this stuff so, 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 so much. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so um, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that we talk about in the private practice inner circle. Um, so yeah, we've got a training coming up next week. I'm so excited to share it with the ladies there. There's only ladies in the group at the moment, so that's what I'm saying, ladies. Um, it, everyone's invited (laughs) but um yeah and the other thing that I'm so excited to share with you is I'm not sure if I mentioned that I opened an Etsy store so I think I said on a recent 
podcast that I was going to, um, you know, that I drew that um, three of pentacles card and it was the collaboration of the three women. And one of the women, um, you know, was saying to me, hey, you should sign Etsy store. Well, I've done it. (laughs) And I'm so excited because um, I've made my first two sales. Well, actually, I sold six things and I've made 76 or $77. So (laughs) I'm really excited that it's starting to take off. I mean, I think there's only 15 things um, available in the store at the moment. So it's a very baby store. It's a new store. It's just been birthed. Um, But I am loving it because um, it's giving me something to do with like my feminine energy because I love creating things. Um, Plus, it's just so much fun to think that I've created a model of business where in terms of revenue pathways, um, I have quite a few different streams now. So there's a pathway of um, income that comes in or turnover that comes in sort of day to day. Uh, and then there's a income stream or revenue stream for recurring income, um, which is so exciting. And I love recurring income because it just gives you so much freedom as a private practice owner. I think more of us should do it. Um, and that's something that I teach in clients on demand, like just the power of creating a recurring revenue stream for yourself, for your practice. Um And now passive income. And I honestly, you know, I never used to believe in passive because everything takes work. That's what I used to tell myself. But here's what I know to be true now. It does take work to set up an Etsy shop, right? Now, it probably only took me, honest to goodness, it probably only took me about half an hour to actually set the shop up. But creating the content and doing all of that, that does take a little bit of time. Like it's probably taken me about um, 20 minutes to half an hour to create each product, um, right from concept to creating it, to um, getting it done, to making all of the little graphics and icons and videos and descriptions and titles and, you know, blah, 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 all this codes you've got to have for, for your shop stock and all of this um it probably takes roughly give or take depending on what i'm making about half an hour ish from beginning to end but here's the thing like once i've put them up i never have to do anything to them again and the products that sold um in the last two weeks so i had one sale this week where um someone bought five things so she went into my shop and she was like i'll take that and then she looked at everything else. She's like, I'll have one of that, one of that, one of that, one of that. <laughs> and she got one of everything. Um, and the week before, somebody bought one thing. So I don't have to worry about ever doing anything with this stuff ever again. All I have to do, um, this is, I'm just telling you how I'm seeing it as passive. All that's required from me moving forward is just to renew my listings every, I think you have a listing. I'm not sure. I'm still new, right? But I think I have a listing every, at last for three or four months. Anyway, I just set it to auto renew. Um, So I really don't have to do anything. It's all there. And I've automated the whole store. So I wake up or like I woke up, it was yesterday. Yeah, I woke up yesterday and yeah, I'd made this like $75 of of sales um, while I was asleep. 
And I'm not even joking, like this person bought them, like you can see the timestamps and everything. Um, she bought them, I think it was like 2.30 a.m. Um, so I'm assuming this client, this purchaser customer must have been overseas in another country because of the time difference or she was up late stressing <laughs> over her private practice <laughs> and came across my store and now hopefully she's been able to go to sleep knowing she's got all the things that she needs. But yeah, so there's now the day-to-day income there's recurring monthly revenue and there's now passive income and I'm so 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 excited the next thing that I'll be setting up um, I'm not going to do it until next year but because I know somebody's going to say what else are you doing so I'll just give you the heads up the other thing that I'm going to do is um, next year I'm going to set up affiliate income Um, that's a whole other thing and I could probably do a podcast on that but um, it's something that I'm working on in the background at the moment but probably won't introduce it to the business until I don't know early to mid next year I just really want to focus on getting the passive income up and running first because if I can set a goal of you know selling like all my products are under ten dollars right but if I had a goal of selling you know $250 of products a week, that's going to bring me an extra $12,000 of passive income a year, which is kind of nice, right? That's another holiday or two. That's another couple of weeks off for me (laughs) for not doing any work. Um, Anyway, I just wanted to share that with you because um, some people ask, what are you doing in your business now? Like, where are things at now? Um, And yeah, I wasn't doing any of this when I was a psychologist. I was, uh, this has all come to me in the last 24 months absolutely 24 months. It's only, yeah, nine days past the two-year mark. And I, leaving psychology for me was the best decision I made for myself. It's, you know, there are people that approach me every day and say, you know, what's it been like? I'm thinking of leaving too. Um, but I'm nervous and things like that. And I just want you to know that you can build a Medicare free private practice um, that does give you six figures. I mean, I only, I only work with well, I have availability for eight one-to-one clients a week now. So I've totally reduced my availability. Um, And Mondays are my group calls for my programs. And I do usually two or three of those. So yeah, I, I don't spend that much time in the direct client work. I spend most of my time creating um, and that's my happy place. I just love it so, 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 so much. And I can't believe that I get to do this. And the other thing too is um, I have been so lucky to um, be doing more and more readings for counsellors and therapists and private practice owners lately. So I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm very much into um, Tarot and Oracle and I... um, do readings for private practice owners and and therapists who experience challenges in their business like they have imposter syndrome or they're worried about being on social media or they're feeling I don't like this word at all and everybody who knows me knows this but they're feeling like overtired or I was going to say overwhelmed right you know (laughs) Um, they're feeling confused they don't know what's the next step they don't know why something's not working for them in their business and um, they come to me and you know, I give them a reading and the the reading includes, you know, guidance for them. And it's just been so lovely. I'm doing a whole bunch of them at the moment and getting some really, really, really beautiful feedback. Let me just share one with you because it was so nice. Hang on. Um, one lady said to me, 
Oh my gosh, firstly, thank you. Secondly, oh my gosh, I've only listened to the first three minutes, Brooklyn, and it is like spot on. I just spoke to my psych about this. I'm an Aries. I'm off to listen to more. Holy heck, super excited, super freaked out. <laughs> um yeah. And then someone else said the whole thing was perfect and completely resonated. I'm going to have a bath tonight, do some meditation and journaling. I'm not sure what to tell you or if you even want to hear it, but I just had to tell you that it's so accurate. Thank you so much for my reading and for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, and then there was uh, another one that I just want to share with you here. It was so much fun. Where is it? So there was um, this one. I had my first ever private practice tarot reading and I'm so grateful that I did. I was a little skeptical at first because I wasn't sure how mixing spirituality with my practice was going to work. But the reading was so much more than Brooklyn reading cards. It was really useful and insightful and included a little bit of coaching as well. I felt like I had the best of both words, worlds and I'll definitely be utilizing this service again. Thank you, Brooklyn. And that was just so nice. And then somebody else said, recently I was fortunate enough to have Brooklyn do a tarot reading for me around a question that I had regarding the development of my private counseling practice. As part of the reading, Brooklyn mentioned I should discard anything that did not resonate with me. Well, I must say everything she told me resonated. Her reading was spot on. The cards identified my strengths as well as the parts of me that I might think about differently. Brooklyn delivered the reading in such a kind and loving way. The reading really served me by confirming and reinforcing some of what I knew to be my strengths and it provided me with some helpful strategies to lessen the impact of the parts of business that for me seem less appealing. The whole experience lifted my spirits in the most amazing and surprising way and it really enabled me to reframe some of my less helpful thoughts, effectively boosting my confidence in the belief that my practice is going to be successful. I highly recommend that counsellors going into private practice utilise this fabulous resource that Brooklyn offers to clients. So it's just been like, ah, oh, since everything happened with that Lion's Gate portal on the 7th and being able to release all of that stuff that I didn't even know it was there um, at having this new light code activation doing the rebrand I just feel more in the zone than I ever have before and I just wanted to share that with you because I love to share the journey and I know the journey looks different for everyone, but I know there are people who are curious about the journey and want to know how long does it take to create this or do that in, in your business. And I want you to know everyone's journey is going to be different, but I want you to start to focus on what's possible for you. Okay. And I just think you can do absolutely anything if you allow yourself to receive. Um, but anyway, I will let you go. I've used up enough of your time today. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending more of your Saturday with me. I really appreciate you very, 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 very much. Um, if you want to join the Success Hub, I want you to know that I've popped some more templates in there for you as well uh, to help you with your private practice. So you can come in and binge on all of those $7 um, to come and join. I hope to see you inside. Have a lovely day, everyone, and I'll see you on Wednesday.
Bye. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.